1: series is exactly who we didn't want it to be of the teams that were of the four teams that were left uh, yeah I guess unless yeah, unless you could have saying. the world series that I would have preferred less not possible but would have been the Astros Yankees as a world series <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> yeah it would have been the least enjoyable of, of the uh, outcomes. so I would say that um, to me I would have no it would have been fine if it, I, I was going to say when it's Dodgers, Dodgers, Mets, eh. Dodgers, Mets, Mets versus Yankees and um, Astros would have been pretty uh, bad. That would that would have been rough. Oh, come on! We... But, the, but they still had the chance that the Mets would then lose the next round, which is sort of. Fun. Are
1: you invested in seeing the Mets lose? You don't you don't feel any no joy in seeing the Mets win? I mean, I, f- I, I understand. I feel a lot of joy in the Mets losing. I'm actually for the hilarious. most part, I'm actually
0: neutral, but I don't want them to win a World Series. <laughs> okay. Right. So if they don't have the sh- chance to win the World Series, then they're not going to. Yeah. But that's ergo vis a vis. I agree, which is, which is exactly why I was rooting against the Astros at every single opportunity. I know. Even even this, I kind of wanted to have the Yankees there. Exactly.
1: My big question to you with this current World Series is how many games are the Phillies going to win? I You can pick between zero and four. I can. Um,
0: I'm legitimately going to set the over under at 1.5. If I knew more about what this this man here thought, <laughs> Bob Manfred,
1: well, the, then. But every everyone, there's no circumstance under which they don't want seven games. So you would say I should set the over under at three point five, and then just give you the option to say whether the Phillies win or lose. But I'm I'm actually setting it at one point five because I just don't think they can get there.
0: I'll say two. I'll say two. I'll say two games. I think that it goes it goes six. I mean, but at the same time, like. The same thing happened last year where a team that wasn't, that was like, had players, but shouldn't really have won it yet, came in and shocked the Astros.
1: Maybe, maybe. Astros haven't lost yet in the playoffs this year. EPL. We need to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. Something, we haven't talked about this a lot on the pod, but something has gone horribly wrong in our ability to predict anything that is happening
0: in the English Premier League this year. Yeah. I mean, I think that we that we thought that the Nottingham loss was a was a slam dunk. I I know we did, and then they I, won. It's yeah. for the relegation fight, though. Quite frankly,
1: it's very fun for the relegation fight. I agree with that. Um, I mean, it's it's funny because the table. Looking at the table, it's like, yep, okay. I pretty much accept the order that things are at in the table, and then we but we can't pick a single game to save our lives.
0: I, you know, s- sort of agree with that. But, like... Who are you surprised by in
1: the table? Man you and Chelsea? I mean, I'm not... Like, the bottom four, Leicester, well, Leeds, Nottingham, you look at the, if Wolves... If you sort
0: this by goal differential... Okay. Sort this right. by goal right. differential. Fine. Yeah, fine. Right? Sure. And then you see how different this is. I mean, the worst three teams this year have been Nottingham Forest, Wolves, and Bournemouth. Well... And... Yeah, that they don't. That Bournemouth isn't in the relegation fight is ridiculous. I there. Well, first of all, there's a lot
1: of season left for Bournemouth to get into the relegation fight. But yes, I mean Bournemouth is only four points clear of Wolves, <laughs> right? There's only it's it's not that much, R- right? But I mean, <laughs> I mean there's there's four points between the bottom half
0: of the table right now. You mean from um, Everton to Nottingham? Yeah. That is, yeah, I mean, this is a problem, is that there's no,
1: there is no mid-table. All right, so this week on the pod, we are going to do Stats 101 Lesson 7. We're just going to call it a wrap-up here. I thought we, this would be a good time for us to look at what we actually covered. Uh, and then I got a couple ideas for things that, that we, we didn't cover, considerations that are both practical and then also one looking for the future. So uh, let me just run down what we covered. Uh and at the, I'll just run straight through them, and at the end, we can talk about anything that um, you, you can share your reflections on best or worst or whatever. So we covered, we did an introduction to names, we did descriptive statistics, then we moved to inferential statistics, where we broke that down to linear modeling and Gaussian modeling. Then we did some advanced topics, PCA, principal component analysis, and we did artificial neural nets, which we actually did twice. Uh, so we did, we did two weeks on that, both uh, worth a listen. Then we did a good lesson on stochasticity, and we'll just cover a couple more things today. So, looking at this list,
0: highs, lows, thoughts. I think that we, um, I think that we hit a lot of the topics that we wanted to hit. I think this was pretty good. I think that um, we, we don't wrap this up and send this over to the podcasting hall of fame just yet, but I think that it was it was good. It, I, I mean, I can imagine pulling these out for people to try to think through and putting together little. Activities and really teaching a lot of people basic stats. Yeah,
1: I think I think there's some really good. I-, I think everything that we actually did when we were running these uh, are really good things to go back to. And while we didn't always cleanly phrase them as examples, we had little tidbits in each one of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe you know some pie-in-the-sky ideas. Putting those all putting those all together. Um, I don't know. Maybe this. Uh, I don't know that this is the optimal time of year, but that. Uh, but this could be sort of a yearly revisit
0: on a small scale or something. Little examples, little tests. Yeah, I think that we probably should have done this in the off season, but I we had kept on talking about it, and it was sort of distracting. So I think we just had to get it done when we got it done. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in the future this could this
1: could be a fun fun little off season, um, fun off season revisit some some training stuff. Uh, you know, keep keep ourselves sharp in the off season. Because we're we're
0: yeah, and we we got to keep on making sure that we we come back to these and and speak about things in those terms. Because sometimes we get good idea. Start level three. It's like okay, well, this is a linear modeling yeah example, and we go back to what the um, inferential statistics meanings of that are and what the positive and negative negatives are. Yeah,
1: that's a good idea. So jump jump back in and tie tie these to future tie future projects back to these. I mean, this was meant to be some of the baseline stuff that we kept skipping over when we did, mm-hmm. when we did other yep. other topics, right? So now we actually have—we're supposed to actually have a touchstone to say, "Well, I went and fit a bunch of Gaussians. Uh, go listen to our pod about that." Yeah, we also have to do more of a, like referencing back to other podcasts.
0: Which which one was your favorite?
1: I I was really psyched that I got the artificial neural net example working again, mm-hmm. um, and it has real payoff for us in the off season in the sense that the wins model (laughs) is, is
0: if we can improve the wins
1: model, yeah, any, it's so, so that was good. (laughs) But I think I, I conceptually, I liked our conversation about stochasticity a ton because I liked the, like the, like actually really getting down to the conceptual difference between stochasticity and chaos. And our debate that mm-hmm. we had about whether baseball is cha- chaotic or stochastic. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting question. Um, and it, it should color a lot of our analysis going forward. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, just so you don't think I'm just full on recency bias. I also really thought that our basic descriptive statistics covering was really fun because we talked about small numbers, statistics, large number statistics, and summaries. And we did some really nice basic stuff there that is, totally the scaffolding for everything
0: that we do in fantasy baseball it's just forgotten that we need to look we need to start by saying what the data looks like yes and and it's oftentimes something that we do i i don't know how many times i've gone into a problem gone really deep and then like step back and been like oh wow what does it even matter what does it even matter (laughs) like everybody has seven or eight wins in this group that i'm looking at there's no right why even look at that statistic right and then all of a sudden you're looking at you're able to summarize the data so quickly by actually doing the descriptive statistics ahead of time
1: right yeah and i i mean i really liked the conceptual debates about like what data is available in baseball and that's kind of a little bit what we're going to talk about here in a minute yeah let's do just that. in terms of our wrapping up so just in, in terms of the stuff that we that we didn't talk about, again, a little bit more of the philosophical stuff. We talked about two things when, way back <laughs> two and a half, three months ago when we were setting this up. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> we, we threw down a couple ideas about like, okay, what does a wrap-up actually look like? And we realized we didn't actually talk about data collection or data engineering at all in the context of this. And those are, I don't know, 90% of the work normally.
0: In like a oh, I was, I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna jump in here and say this is the 80-20 rule at hand. Like we talked about that twenty percent of the work that seems like it's eighty percent of the work. <laughs> totally cool, statistical models and oh wow, and artificial neural nets. Ooh wow, putting together this really cool framework to do to do an algorithm. Alleg- doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, like so much of our work, and we've complained about this a lot yes. on the podcast. We've heard. Nate Silver, we've we've flagged it when he's complained about this. So much of the work that has to be done is data collection and then is engineering that data into the form that you want to use. Whether it's something as simple as um, getting a table, a tabular um, representation of the statistics that you want for your modeling exercise or getting the correct um valid time mm-hmm. for your data that means the the period that you're looking mm-hmm. at or putting together a putting together a um, bijective mapping <laughs> between um jackie bradler jackie bradley junior J-R, jr junior j-u-n-i-o-r and junior jr yeah uh, to just get two data sets to work together uh, yeah
1: i mean i think i, I think at the end of this, it's very important to say that if you are going to go and do stats one on one yourself, <laughs> you're going to have to start here, and this is going to be important across all sorts of data science problems. So, and then I thought we'd talk just for a minute about what is specific to fantasy baseball and specific to well, just baseball, the stuff that we're doing. And to, so to some extent, we're you know we're in kind of a privileged position here because the data has been already collected for us. So we sort of know what to do but I think that brings up new challenges like we can ask very basic questions like how 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 did Kyle Schwarber come to hit leadoff on a World Series team which I find you know still mind-boggling despite the fact that I looked this up he hit 221 during the course of the regular season this year that seems like bad for a leadoff but Was this on what base? do I know see exactly and then a similar question you know Anthony Rizzo hitting third on a, an also ran team obviously the Yankees didn't make it but Then that, you know, I was just thinking about Cubs fans everywhere. For us, we can go to four different websites easily. There's, I'm sure I, I mean, there's even more than this, but we use these in the course of the season. Fangraphs, Baseball Savant, ESPN, CBS. I mean, I guess Yahoo, if you were doing it, if you were there.
0: Uh, Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros is another one that we, yeah, use heavily. We, you know, we are
1: inundated with ways to interface with this data. So... Baseball actually has a slightly different data collection task, which is picking which stream of data Mm -hmm. is best for us to interface with. Uh, And that's a non-zero thing, too.
0: But at the same time, we have individual there. We also sometimes our analyses are blocked by uh, the kind of the different pillars of these data sets like fan graphs. We can do some cool stuff with fan graphs but then to yeah. relate that over to baseball savant we've had issues you know that that bijective mapping thing and then also relating uh, different um different variables like the plate appearances versus total batters faced yeah. conundrum yeah. like if you if you want to have like if, if one site only has total batters faced and for pitchers and then another um has the uh, like uh, just the plate appearances against them, it ends up being different numbers and sometimes you wanna know, like, I wanna have like FanGraphs has war and it has Babip numbers and it has the X E R A and it has FIP and those are awesome. Yeah. And then then it's like, well we wanna relate that to some of the baseball savant pieces. Like let's actually get into the um <laughs> the speed of the balls yeah. hit against him.
1: Let's Let's aggregate this. Yeah. It's... By the way, to an- to answer your question, Kraus Horbers OBP this year is
0: 3.23. Man, yeah, not bad, not great. That's, it's pretty pretty middle. To be fair, last year. Well, uh, but it's a hundred points better than his batting average, so it puts you in the conversation of being able. Not, it shouldn't be a leadoff.
1: When he's still. when he's Red Sox 2021, the period of time that he's on the Red Sox, 4.35 OBP. He was he was so good. I I don't know why he's not a Red Sox anymore. It's so silly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But even even when he well, was, he's
0: on a World Series team, so I guess. Which... Uh, that's my point. But that's that's the thing is that like, wow, it's
1: I seeing Kyle Schwarber go up there leadoff made me just I need to talk about Kyle Schwarber today somehow. The <laughs> same thing's true for same thing. I feel like is true for Anthony Rizzo. I don't know why. I don't know how he's also on an impactful team, but whatever. Uh, data engineering. This is the other side of it. So once you've got your pandas data frame. Then it's still raw, and so I guess we've we've alternately referred to this as cleaning to be clear about what you know what we've talked about um in the past. And I think I actually think this is the hardest part of the whole process,
0: like the the generic engineering. I I think I think so too. I think that it ends up being a lot of time, and it's why we're writing this in code. Yeah, because when you go through and and, and write out. You step by step do this in Excel, and then at the very end of it, you say to yourself, "You know what? I don't want my data to look like that. <laughs> I don't want. I don't. I don't want to yep. base this on um, batting average. I want to base this on um, on base percentage." Well, if you have if you've been doing this in Excel and you're deleting columns and then adding columns and then putting formulas, copy pasting, um, copying, and then paste special values (laughs) to make sure things working and 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 the spreadsheet actually work at the end of this well you have to go right back through and do all those steps manually and that's why we're doing this in pandas so that we can just say like okay well we don't want this field we're gonna have this field and that means that part of the engineering piece is that we're thinking about this relationally of like uh, that database terminology a relation is a table Like, how can we relate these two tables together? How can we ensure that we have all the data that we need? And at the same time, at any step in the process, bring in, bring back data that we removed to speed up our our algorithm. Yeah, it's it's hard and it's where the errors happen. Oh, I
1: completely agree. I mean, the number of times that I've mismatched things and started to come up with
0: totally (laughs) wrong inferences is more than I care to admit. Or you're just sitting there and you're like, why am I not getting the number that I want to? Oh well, this is, be- you know, why? Because it's uh, the the data type that I'm looking at is a string, <laughs> or there is a player that uh, has an infinite ERA. Data type. So strength. I need to I need to query that out, or take put a replacement in there. What do I do if it's an infinite ERA? Is there ERA 999.99? <laughs> do we just remove them from the <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah you know great question man the other so infinite era infinite one of my least ERA. favorite things inf
1: <laughs> there one other thing that i think is is unique to us um and if you wanted to fantasy baseball stats 101 it's we actually need to start engineering our results towards fantasy right so mm-hmm. the the websites that we listed off uh, a few seconds ago are baseball stats right they are they are for the most part they're baseball stats you know the espn cbs yahoo start to think about that fantasy pros has a different bend but in the end they're all baseball stats and you have to come up with your fantasy baseball strategy so this data engineering for us is like how do we turn these such that we can answer the key question of like is this a guy that we want on our team (laughs) who is actually usable and two guys that I need to talk about, I need to get off my chest. Oh, also boy. on the also in the World Series now. Gene Segura, oh, who I have loved for back. years, is on he's a back. World Series team, legitimately playing there meaningful time. He is batting eighth. So I asked you know, and the question is, both of these guys, the other guy is Lance McCullers, both of these guys, you look at their stats this year and it's like raw numbers, which is what you get everyone's top line, is like, wow, these guys are bad. What's what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys are bad. These guys shouldn't get meaningful
0: minutes on a uh, on a World Series team.
1: Yeah, and so so then the question is always like, well, what if I normalize it? Like, what if what if I can control Lance McCullers' starts in a fantasy context? Do I want him? Uh, uh, His ERA was two twenty seven
0: uh, this year. Remember Lance McCullers? Uh,
1: there's surprising things. So. They they are foils in the sense that Gene Segura, the answer was still no. <laughs> like, please do not own him in a fantasy league. No. Anyway, Lance McCullers actually kind of needed him when he was starting.
0: If he's healthy, <laughs> that's... but that's has been his whole career. Lance McCullers finding new ways to hurt himself Always. on a champagne bottle. Just I love the i the the IR list for him is just <sighs> littered with fun little factoids of how did he get hurt. Oh, do you slip in the shower? Oh, <laughs> but these but these
1: are things where data engineering you have to be careful because if you if we put simple cuts on MLB data like give me everybody who got more than five wins this year like every starting pitcher got more than five wins you wouldn't get Lance McCullers no. so we have to yeah. so we no, have exactly. to Go engineer to yeah exactly and infinite, and actually right. one of the things that bugs me about normal baseball presentation websites is that they'll often default to filtering qualified players uh-huh
0: yes. Yes. And so
1: you just straight up won't see guys that like. Actually, I needed that guy in fantasy. <laughs> like, like, why were you hiding him? For,
0: yeah, he was injured, or he he was. Uh, you know, he had a steroid suspension for hundred games. He was he didn't play until game sixty-two. Yep. and there's a cutoff. He didn't play until game sixty-two, and he actually only got fifty-eight games. Cut off. Yeah, you know, didn't hit the the minimum that we're are you, that we're interested. Are you about, no, you're are you talking about Ramon right. Laureano
1: because
0: <laughs> that happened to me this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean the the data engineering thing is like not only are you what you're trying to point out is not only is it about getting the data into the right shape, so the data cleaning as we call it sometimes, mm-hmm. it's also about the final product being answering the actual question that that we want it to be. Do we need to talk about it in rates? Ooh, that was that was a really number. That's a
1: really good way to put that. I mean, I think everything, yeah. all the tools that we've given you over Stats 101 are kind of meaningless if we're not asking the good if we're not interrogating our data set with the right questions at the outset
0: right well that's where we get to the like we have the wins model that says that, that <laughs> you will get nine and a half wins give or take 10 10 yeah. wins with a uh pff, our our margin of error is like pff, really, <laughs> <laughs> impressive. <Yeah. laughs> really impressive
1: yeah
0: really impressive yeah uh, yeah i think so of, of course yeah. everybody's going to get between nine uh, uh, yeah zero and uh, well negative 0. 0.5 19.5 <laughs> exactly 5. i'm not i'm not the wrong guys that are gonna break out of that
1: yeah the, the trick is really preparing your data so that it so that you can approach the correct so you can approach the correct question one last thing i want to get, talk about we subtitled this as stats 101 frequentist statistics what about bayesian statistics is there's a big movement in stats towards either supplanting or complementing frequentist methods with Bayesian statistics. Uh, I could see us in the future doing a mini-lesson series on Bayesian statistics off-season next year. So what would, that lo- what would that look like? Well, it'd be the same thing, except we would be... I So I'm firmly in the like Bayesian statistics complement frequentist methods, so we'd have a lot of the things that we talked about before for descriptive statistics are still valid but the inferential statistics if you wanted to the the highest the top line result is that bayesian statistics are really geared at probabilities and that seems to be more and more of how we're thinking about fantasy baseball and how we're thinking about
0: the the numbers that we have in front of us right so this goes into our last conversation about stochasticity exactly and we can't um Oh, why am I blank? What was the term? What is the term that I, yeah. sh- 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 sh. Deterministic. Yes. Deterministic models. Yeah. You you're putting into into frequentist and I, I'm thinking of it deterministic. Mm. Um. Yeah. Probabilistic versus deterministic. We should be, in the same way that you 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 look at the line for a um a football game or you look at the line for a um election outcome. It kind of if. If you're really starting to get good, you're thinking about this not in the binary, who wins, who loses. But you're thinking about this as like 60% of the time, this team is going to yes. win, right? And the public has said that through a betting line. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Do we, are we able to put together, that's wisdom of the crowd, able to evaluate more parameters than we're you're judging, some of those might not be, you know, some, there might be a little bit, the wisdom of the crowd might put a little bit more weight on Tom Brady's divorce than like, <laughs> than our model. Model, yeah. Is that right? Is that wrong? Well, we'll find out. But I guess that the, the one issue there, right, is that we run into, um, there are outcomes, right? That's why we want it, That's why we focus on deterministic models because we want to be able to say this player will get 100 Runs at the end of the season. Yes. Instead of it being like then, instead of having to interpret, it's so hard to interpret. This this player has a seventy percent chance of getting one hundred runs, and he has a thirty percent chance that he'll get eighty runs. Yeah.
1: So I I think we need to. I think Bayesian. So but that's maybe stats one on one looks yeah, like is, getting used to those ideas. Yeah, and and a little bit of the Wait. mechanics and just what the like what what the I mean we threw out word salads a lot of times during this stats 101, but we should do that again so that with Bayesian stats that we have, you know, any clue of what's going on. Okay,
0: let's let's do it. What's the um? What's the, everybody always wants the little fuzzy like gray uh, area around the line? Wait, what is that? Uh, you mean more than just like an uncertainty band? I don't know what you're talking about uncertain and not is it no is it more than an uncertainty band something that's like more okay maybe it's just uncertainty band yeah i know i remember one of our one of our our sloan papers i put in front of someone and they're like could you give an uncertainty band around that like where's the where's the where's the gray area around that red line that you have Yeah, valid it's all valid but wouldn't it be better if we had that if it was if it wasn't just red and gray and white if it was white to black. Yes. Grey the entire way, the whole probability. Yes. That's that's what we're looking
1: for. So I, I think we should so I think looking ahead that's a thing for us to for us to think about. I'm not saying we're gonna do it tomorrow. I'm just saying let's put it on the radar.
0: Okay. I think that about brings us to the review session. Charlie. Charlie Morton.
1: Uncle Charlie here, huh? He's uh <laughs> you know, again, a big guy, six five, two fifteen. Wow, thirty eight is thirty eight years old. How about that guy? Drafted by the Braves, which I didn't realize. Back to his home team. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes. That was why he went back.
1: Had actually forgotten that. So stats this year, right? So he starts 31 games. Wow. Good job, workhorse. Uh, 172 innings. In those innings, he's 4.34 ERA, 1.23 whip. But kind of remarkable to me here. 205 strikeouts 38 years old Dad he's still that's nothing to he's scoff still at. getting it done in terms of the ratio here yeah. i mean this is his so that's his fourth 200 plus strikeout season wow
0: he's he's one that i had um when he first started being fantasy relevant what was it 2017 2017 yeah 2017 yeah. is is when he he's not fantasy relevant. in 2016 for sure. <laughs> yeah, he was he looked pretty good, and it was like no, not this guy I can. And each year it's been he keeps coming back, and this was the year that he I think that this is the first year that there's a real drop off, right? Yeah, I but <laughs> he's,
1: dude's 38. But look, so look let if you look at his look at his stats here, he's got a really high K rate. He's got really high fastball spin. Fastball velocity has fallen off people are hitting him pretty hard yeah i think i mean i'm always tempted to say that this is going to be the end of it but i mean he's he's obviously not going to get any better (laughs) like like we can we can be very clear that he's not going to get any better i just don't know if he's gonna get i don't know how much worse he's going to get necessarily okay you want me to go through the fan numbers with you i do i do okay
0: um what was his era era is 4.34 all right is x xERA lower or higher lower it was 4.11
1: not as much lower as i thought okay is his fip lower or higher fip FIP's gotta be lower too i think they're helping him in the field it is but sig figs it's not it's 4.26 no that doesn't count who cares how about x that's interesting um xfip i'm gonna go higher i'm lower just looking as at well. his... 3.61 really? Wow, that's actually surprisingly different. I'm just looking at I was just looking at his home run
0: numbers and he let up a good chunk of home runs this year. But his home run to fly ball rate, 16.5 is uh, better than his last year, but not as good as when he's like really oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Never mind. I'm sorry. That is higher. It's higher than usual. I'm sorry. I was looking at his playoff numbers from last year. So, 12.1 the year before, 10.5, 10.4. So, you should kind of expect and it is Houston year he fourteen point five and twelve point five. So he gave up more home runs on fly balls. He was a little bit unlucky on the ERA piece. His, his uh the defense behind him isn't that great. Um and then let's see his what do you think his left on he's his left on base was seventy six, so that's about wow. where it should be, like in all series. I will say that all uh, right it is kind of sad that
1: his the last appearance that he uh did here he started a game and only made it two innings for the Braves.
0: <laughs> Playoffs. playoffs kind of, I mean, small sample. Two ninety two Babip, So that's got to come down. I mean, I'd say, wow, wow, really? Yeah. Well, I think so. If you look at where his draft position was, he probably wasn't worth quite as much. There, there are some players that were out there that were still available that had higher upside. But you're not losing by taking Charlie Morton where you took Charlie. But Morton, I
1: think, but I think you. Right. The nice thing about Charlie Morton is that you knew what you were getting. Right. I mean. Well, the, okay, you didn't you didn't expect you didn't expect this much regression in ERA and WHIP, but you were probably drafting him for the innings and the, Strike the innings. strikeouts, right? Yeah. I and mean, the
0: wins and and how many how many wins did yeah, he? Yeah, he
1: only got nine wins. So nine is more than zero. <laughs> it is, but he got fourteen. So the past four full seasons, he got he got more than fourteen. <laughs> so you didn't get sixteen win, Charlie Morton, or fourteen win, or yeah. So
0: he was taking his player sixty-eight. Whoa! So this is too early. Oh, that's way too high. I think is that everybody was thinking to themselves, "All right, this guy is gonna, this guy is gonna win sixteen games. Yeah, he's gonna get over yeah. two hundred inning two hundred Ks, and he's going to have an ERA in the mid threes and and a WHIP that's close to one point one. Didn't quite get there. But the question yeah. is, hmm. where does his ADP go this year? That is a good
1: that is a good question. I, be, I mean 200 strikeouts is still there. So I don't think he can fall that far. He can't fall outside of the top 100 because you're not going to find 200 strikeout guys. <sighs> he did win 14 games with the Braves a year ago. So it's not to say that he can't win on the Braves. <sighs> Man, I don't I don't know. I think probably be about 100 if I had like if I had to just throw a number. I'd say he probably still gets drafted about 100. Do you have Do you have rankings up in front of you? Okay,
0: all right. No, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start diving into those because I think that we're too early for, for I was that. Just checking. I agree, but I was just checking to see where you were at.
1: Uh, okay. I mean, it, I think I think over unders on his ear and WHIP are not exciting because based on everything you just told I think us about
0: that the over under is 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 over under 99.5.
1: Over or under? Yeah, that's the over/under. I'm going to take. I'm going to take under because I think he's going to go under that. I think people are going to draft him.
0: Where do you think you would take him?
1: Where would I take him? That's a different
0: question. Or, okay, um, well, let's do this. Let's do this too as well. Okay, so you're going to take the under on ninety-nine point five. Yeah. And he was pitcher. He was pitcher. He's pitcher twenty off the board. I mean, obviously
1: that's not a good idea, but I'm I'm just looking at the guys that we. Okay, like next year. We're gonna okay. We're, well, I, uh, so is he gonna be a top
0: thirty? Do you think he stays in the top thirty? Twenty-nine point five, or I guess thirty point five? Is he over or under on on starting pitchers? Uh, thirty.
1: Uh, ha, 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 ha. I think he's. I think he's earlier than that. I think he's under. You think he's under? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking. What about looking top twenty-five? Because I that, that no I no no over.
0: That. I think I think he's twenty-five to thirty. I think he's okay, in a so 20, to 30 range. So. So, 24.5, you'll take the over. I'll take the over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to lose two of these. I'm going to lose, <laughs> <I'm gonna> lose <laughs> them both of these. Uh, okay. Go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: No, I'm just looking I'm just looking at the list of guys that we've talked about. And, like, yeah, there's there's definitely 25 guys that I'm more excited about next year on this list.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, I, I mean, I can immediately see four or five guys that are going to pass him. Yeah. And then I can Im- see four or five guys ahead of him. Like, Jose Barrios, Frankie Montas. Yeah they're falling yeah but i
1: i would rather take but the other thing is is that ultimately in a fantasy draft i would rather take upside guys than charlie morton at this point in the draft like it's not this isn't this isn't super early rounds where if you miss as we both demonstrated in tgfbi this year you're in big trouble mm-hmm. this is these are the rounds where you got to find the shane mcclanahan
0: <laughs> who went 10 10 picks later yeah
1: yeah exactly that's my point It's like you got to find the Shane McClanahan's you got to find the Alec Manoa's you got to find the Justin Verlander's I mean like you got to find these guys you have to find these guys that's my only
0: point but some person might have said like might have been there seeing, looking at Verlander and Charlie Morton and saying I, I've been told um Biff Tannen keeps on coming up in things that I listen to um, or C, a uh, real zeitgeisty thing apparently. But if Biff Tannen were to come to you and say like, I, two, "One of these two players is going to be a, a Cy Young candidate and the top fantasy pitcher this year," Charlie Morton or Justin oh. or Justin Verlander, you're like, "Oh, geez, who is it?" Be? <laughs> Justin Verlander just took off a year. Actually, that's kind of a fun game. I like that one. Right? I get it on the Shane McClanahan thing, but who? Like, who is the Who's a hot young thing who fell apart, right? Who was it, Lance McCullers? You know, there were years where we took Lance McCullers over the Charlie Mortons because we're like, this is the year. Yeah. He's got Not all a... the stuff. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, sure. I get it. But you I that. agree. 68 is way too freaking low for Charlie Morton when you look at it in the rearview mirror. But, you know, whoever took Justin Verlander um, is laughing all the way to the bank. Like, well, players still can get it done yeah exactly these are the guys that ended it around him in the um well patrick well, sinemals far lower here one of I if come on okay so I, I... charlie morton was player 194 according to um uh cbs so let's go here Jose kitty eric Lore, mm. carlos carrasco blake snell michael waka charlie morton jorge mm. lopez mm. not a starting pitcher um Sonny Gray, Luis Severino, Jose Quintana. I, there's like at least three guys on that list that I'd rather have. Like I'd rather next year.
1: Okay. Which three? Snell, Urquidy, and I, I think... I, I mean, I, uh, Carrasco is a tough one. I, I would value... I feel kind of bad, but I think I would value Carrasco and Morton similarly next year. Assuming Carrasco is going to play. Oh, well, we're is- not going to
0: play that caveat game. All right, Jose Urquidy versus Charlie Morton, one-on-one.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Take that all day. Four category stats? Yep, you got it. Innings pitched as a uh, wild card? No, I'm not going to do that because Charlie Morton. kind of a rough one. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Morton is going to get innings. Okay, I think that uh, that about wraps us up. Who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Trevor Rogers time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is worst of luck to you buddy worst of luck to you too